0: Listening to CFRC 1019 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston.
1: Times have changed. Our kids are getting worse.
0: They won't obey their parents, they just want to fight and curse. Should we blame the government or blame society?
1: Or should we blame the images on TV? No!
0: Blame Canada!
1: Blame Canada! With all the beady little even a real country anyway my son could have been a doctor or a lawyer richard true instead he burned up like a piggy on a barbecue
0: should we blame the
1: matches should,
0: should we blame the, the fire or the doctors who allowed it to expire heck no Shame on Canada. Canada. Canada! the smoke we must knock the trash must
1: we'll catch the laughter and fuck must all be a duck we must blame and cause the fuss before somebody
0: thinks a. So that was Blame Canada as our opening song this week, which is a Oscar-nominated song from the South Park movie that came out in 1999, South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So it was nominated for the 2000s uh, Oscars, which uh, actually Robin Williams sang the song really? at the Oscars. Yeah, for no reason.
1: They're just like, let's get a, a well, name. Well,
0: South Park is is a – I mean it's a cartoon and it's – you know, it's kind of like pieces of paper put together. Like that's kind of the whole idea mm-hmm. is like it's a very like low budget. quality, low budget cartoon. And it's it, even now that it has a big budget, it still like has that mm-hmm. feel to it. So I, I feel like they just didn't know what to do. So for some reason, they got Robin Williams to come. I see it.
1: wasn't allowed watching South Park growing up. Neither was I. My parents thought it was very bad. And for a while, I wasn't allowed watching The Simpsons. But The Simpsons, I was allowed watching yeah. The Simpsons. Way before I was allowed watching.
0: The Simpsons are not as, like, politically charged and filled with – I don't even think there's, like, a lot of, like, foul language in The Simpsons. It's just more adult, the content.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I think my parents thought it was maybe too edgy for kids.
0: South Park I understand because – It's crap. Like, I had to – anyone who knows that song well knows that what I just played was chopped up and around the the swear words the The clean clean kind of version which makes it shorter obviously um but i thought it would be nice to play something in in themed to the oscars and i think it's funny that blame canada was nominated did they win no i don't think that no they didn't win um i don't remember what won best song that year but um it's not even the best song in that movie though like there there are better songs but like some of some even the song titles are, are too offensive to say So I think that maybe that has something to do with it. Like, I feel like it was because if you look at like the awards for that movie, other awards nominated like other songs as best song. And and the Oscars chose Blame Canada. Um, So So maybe it was one of the cleanest cleanest ones, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, you you know, it is our Oscar connection. Yeah. I thought that that would be good because we're going to kind of touch upon the Oscars on today's episode um, as well as review Mary Queen of Scots, which we both saw. Um, and we're going to answer some fan questions. Uh, The theme for this episode I've decided is plow through, whether that be the snow, my, my emotional state, or the fact that there's not a lot of really good movies that come out in January. We're just plowing through whatever we do.
1: Everyone keeps saying, Taylor, what are you going to go see at the theater? But they mean like the big theater, like the Cineplex. And I'm like, nothing.
0: Yeah, There's not there's much playing. Nothing. Happened. I mean, we get lucky because at least the screening room starts to get the Oscar movies that came out in December. Like they start to get them now. Yeah. So we get to see a few movies. And next week we will be reviewing some stuff from Real Out. That's true. Because uh, the Real Out uh, Film Festival kicks off this weekend. So people can can definitely check that out. You should go to that festival, first of all. Buy tickets. Go see some films. But we're going to review something next week. We don't know what. Something. It's going to be exciting. Matt said a bunch of titles to us last week, but
1: – As if we should know what
0: yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I know what some of them are because I'm helping him with promotion, but even then he but rattled you know them I, off so fast. Yeah, the way like, he like – conversationally yeah. like, you know this one. Yeah. Well, that's, no, that's I don't know this one. And, and for those of you who who don't know this because you, you listen to us on CFRC, we did a special Oscars nomination – reaction podcast that came out on the weekend
1: it was our hot takes for the oscar noms
0: so you can go download that now through the podcast network or through the podcast website um for cfrc and matt stuck around and did that with us like we or well we came back together a couple days after you guys did the show and we we recorded that so it's it's both taylor and myself and matt
1: yeah it's a pretty fun time
0: i only freak out twice There's, I, I in listening to it i get irrationally angry twice
1: I think I get irrationally angry once.
0: Yes, there's one thing that really, Bradley yeah. Cooper. Is it, but yours was about movies. Mine was about the city of <laughs> Kingston and life. <laughs> so, yeah. so mine is completely different That's than okay. yours. Yours, like, st- you stayed on topic. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> well, I
1: have a lot of feelings about Bradley Cooper, and one of our headlines is about him. So I'm sure I'll have some rage again.
0: Well, with no further ado, let's roll and get started. And, and as I said, let's plow through to fan yeah. questions. So this first one comes from email um, from B. They just signed it, the letter B. Um, Hi, Screeny in Kingston. Really enjoying all the podcasts and I'm now a follower on Instagram. Ooh. I really liked seeing the quick reviews on Instagram and the one that Taylor did on Facebook for all the movies. Are you going to keep putting the movies you see up online and will you review movies um Uh, Or will you post reviews of movies that you don't cover on the show but still see? Thanks for your time and keep up with the good work. Um, This is a good question because, I mean, really the only reason why I did those Instagram things was I knew I was going to see a bunch of movies over the holidays and we had already pre-recorded, So I thought it would be nice to throw out some new content. Um, And then the week that we did not have a show two weeks ago, uh, you did a review of Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Because I had seen it kind of like on off hours or whatever. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, what I would probably continue doing is I would maybe do mini reviews of movies that I see outside of the screening in Kingston kind of framework. So if I see a movie at Cineplex or maybe I watch a movie, you know, like on Netflix or what have you, I might do reviews that way. But we are a um, like audio show. Yeah, (laughs) we want we want you we want you
0: to tune in. So we probably won't necessarily always post our opinions, reviews, or thoughts on movies we talk about on here. But I like that idea that you just brought up of yeah. why don't we – when we see other things – because we're both huge movie fans. Mm-hmm. We don't just go to the screen room. We we see a lot of things. We could post about something we don't talk about on the show. Yeah. Post about movies that – you know, and, and write up a review. Like I thought your review was really nice and well-written for Bohemian Thanks. Rhapsody. So if you did that every once in a while yeah. and I kept doing that as well – I feel like though if, if people want that I mean we're we're well, being asked so why not?
1: We love to give the v- listeners what they want. Keep in mind though we are not journalists.
0: Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're not going to get you're not going to get uh, this extremely what's well crafted yeah, you know, journalistic review. But you're we're movie fans who will write passionately, but For
1: sure. Yeah. So we can do that, B.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the question. Um Chris, friend of the show has returned. Uh he must have known I was coming back on because He seems to. I was
1: wondering where you were, Chris. I was nervous.
0: Um, We haven't heard from Chris in a while, but uh, Chris writes, how long do you think is too long for a movie? I'm finding some movies are starting to get really long. I agree. I think we talked about this on the show once. We talked about it very
1: recently with Matt or I did when we were talking about how it seems like movies. It's been a long time since I've seen like a really tight movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's good, and uh, quality isn't sacrificed by that time period. I th- or kind of that time slot. I feel like movies kind of like meander these yeah. days. If um,
0: it's if it's a you know if it's a good movie, I don't mind it being two hours long. I think ninety minutes is the perfect time. Yeah, because it's I think that's really nice and concise. But I would say between ninety minutes and, and two hours, I'm usually fine mm-hmm. with. Um, some movies, I'm okay seeing. Several hours of because I if I really like them, right? But I do agree that there are some movies who go two and a half hours long and it's sort of like, wrap it up, yeah, we like, get it. it's really long.
1: There's always like for me too, there's exceptions to the rule, like uh, Gone with the Wind is over three hours and I can sit through that and watch it no problem. I think Gladiator is well over, yeah, gladi- two hours yeah, Gladiator
0: does not feel long and it is no. a long movie, and I think that that's an example as well as it, I think it worked in that way,
1: yeah, but. I would say as a rule of thumb, for me personally, I agree. not uh, 90 minutes to two hours.
0: If every movie stuck to 90 minutes to two hours and then you got the odd epic that was longer, that might be good. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't
1: complain about it. No. No. No, yeah. And,
0: like, again, like, I can even think of, like, you know, even, even I enjoyed for the most part Titanic and it was a very long yeah. movie and, and two, Lord of the two Rings. Two VHSs. VHSs. Yes. Yeah. That used to be the thing. Two VHSs. Uh, which same with Gone with the Wind, I think, it was also two. Yes. Um so yeah, there's lots of good examples of, of long movies that, that work. Um but yeah.
1: Just speaking of Lord of the Rings, I just watched rewatched the first one yeah, last week. The best one. And I fell asleep in the last like twenty minutes of it. I That's okay. I felt guilty. <laughs> the
0: Lord of the Rings is to me, um it's a comfort movie.
1: Yeah, and I've seen it before. It's not like I didn't know what was happening. Although I did ask a lot of questions because it had been a long time since I've seen it. But I did fall asleep. Maybe <laughs> – see, maybe if it was two hours, that would have been – I wouldn't have fallen asleep. But anyways. Maybe, yeah. I it's mean, hard to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Might have been, just been tired. Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe you're just tired. I remember during the last Lord of the Rings movie when it came out and I saw it in theaters. Um, and that's – the if anyone knows it, it has about seven or eight endings to it where it keeps fading to black and then coming back. I – had to go to the bathroom so bad that every time it faded, I was like, oh, yes, I can get up. And then it came back. It fades back up to another thing. And I was so angry.
1: And you can't even enjoy it at that point. No, because I just
0: wanted to get out there. Like, why do you have to wrap this up again and again? Like, that was fine. I don't need to know what happened to every single character. Like, I get it. It's probably fine.
1: (laughs) See, bad editing. Yeah. But anyways. Let's let's talk about Lily. Yeah,
0: Lily, who I also believe has, has written in before. Um, hi, Mike and Taylor. Uh, really had a great time listening to the Oscars podcast this weekend. See, there you go, the Oscars podcast. Um, I think there are quite a few movies out there that I haven't seen but will now have to see after hearing you all talk about it. I found it really interesting when you went off topic so much and had to get back to the movie talk. That did happen. (laughs) Made me laugh a lot. I was hoping uh, one of you could explain how the voting process for the Oscars works. It was mentioned a little bit in the podcast, but I am quite confused how it works. Thank you for your time. We did uh, go off topic a lot in that podcast. I don't even. I
1: you know, when you're having a good conversation, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. To... And some,
0: and you know, you're you're with people who you can communicate with, and we we all get along well. And having Matt there was nice, and I feel like it just, you know,
1: good chemistry and good chats. You're gonna have to answer this question though, because I personally, Lily, am with you. I don't really understand how the Oscars work, um. So maybe you can give us some clarity.
0: So, um. The Oscars are voted on by people who are members of the Academy, so the Film Academy, um, which uh, is actually comprised of quite a lot of people. I mean, some producers are in there. Um, Actors can. Actors can be part of it, Um, film critics. Like, it's a huge mix. How
1: do they become part of the Academy? I
0: believe there's an application process, and I think that there's some sort of vetting because I believe you can't be directly involved in – the films that would be in theory nominated. That would make sense. So it, I do <laughs> like it, it, has been said that the Oscar nomination committee, which is basically like a large group of people, members of the academy, that's, they're actually quite old. Like it's a very yeah. aging, retired sort of group. Um, but I do believe that they have a relatively widespread in terms of there can be members of the academy pretty much from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the actual voting process. Happens where they're basically sent what's called screeners, where you are sent a DVD, but it's probably not even a DVD anymore. It's probably just files of the movies that have something along the bottom called that says basically for your consideration. And the producers of a movie would say, I would like you to consider this person for this award or this director for this award or this whatever. Um, and they basically have to declare what they want to be considered. And then they the uh, nomination committee, which basically anyone in the Academy, has to watch all the screeners. And then they send back a voting card that is their nominations. They get to pick. I believe it's five except for best picture. Here are the five nominations I would put in the category. Then someone at the Academy does sort of a – puts everything together and then out of that you get the nominations they send that card back and you vote right based upon that so it is possible that no one you nominated could in theory be on that card mm-hmm. um it probably unlikely but there it would be a mathematical mechanism of like okay you know this thing we have 100 members and on 60 cards the name the movie is there so therefore it is nominated right. so that's basically how it works um
1: i think that's called like a ranked yeah it's a ra- ranked.
0: But yeah, i think so and then and then it's a it's a basic vote at the end of it you and then at the end it's it says here's everything it you it's sent to you by like courier or something and you literally mark what you want and then you send it back right and that's how it works um i think one of my comments on the podcast was i cl- i claim that people don't always watch the movies
1: well it's a lot that's a ton of movies you would yeah. have to watch.
0: I think some people see the name of an actor sometimes and just nominate them. Like I've seen that before where sometimes people get nominated. Like Meryl Streep's been nominated for movies that I <sighs> don't didn't get think.
1: get me started on her. Right,
0: you don't like Meryl Streep. No. Very strange. Um I do. but, you know, I think that for the most part this year, I don't think we there's only a few things that actually we thought were weird that were nominated. Yeah. For the most part, we were like, okay, we could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the years I, for me at least, there's less controversy in what was nominated, but.
1: controversy surrounding some of the films. Of course, yeah. <laughs> as there is. But Yeah. So that, uh, hopefully that answers Lily's question yeah. about the vote. Again, system. I'm not I'm
0: not 100 sure how you become a member of the academy or like what exactly is entailed. Like if you're a member of the academy and still working in the business, there's I'm sure there's rules around what you're allowed to vote for. Oh my or gosh,
1: not. their union is crazy. Yeah. I'm sure the yeah. union is. Involved. I'm sure there's something.
0: Um, the last today this isn't really a fan question, but just sort of interesting thing. Robert from. Instagram found a clip from Crimson Peak which we talked about on the podcast a little bit on the weekend uh, filming in Kingston came up uh, and we were just talking about how Crimson Peak had had a shot of Market Square in it and it was Buffalo from Eighteen something. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we posted that on screening in Kingston's Instagram story. So feel free to head to our Instagram and you can check that out. Crimson Peak, I think, is still on in uh Netflix. It was before. I don't know if it was I'm taken sure. off. Um but it's a movie I actually kind of enjoyed. Um but yes, Kingston's in it for uh total screen time forty eight seconds or so, I think.
1: <laughs> Good on Kingston. Maybe Maybe it only more. took a week. Of market square to have
0: show but it that shows you how long it takes to film some of these I things know, it's like pretty a week impressive. for for less than a minute of footage
1: it was i'm sure you saw oh yeah market. i went down was and impressive, checked it out. Eh? Yeah, yeah
0: yeah i almost signed up to be one of the extras that they were looking for extras and whatever but for some reason something was going on when they were filming and i was busy but i did get to go down and check it out yeah. at some point in time but i couldn't be there for the time that they they wanted extras for
1: they wanted the women to have long hair Oh. that was the casting call for ladies so oh yes and men had to
0: have beards yeah, yeah. so
1: i was cut off from yeah the casting i qualified
0: <laughs> yeah i almost did it but <laughs> well, you know whatever decide not to
1: maybe next maybe next time
0: but there it, you can see very very quickly it pans across at one point in time and my friend is in the background cool you can like very like a blink and you'll miss him but he's there
1: his claim to fame
0: um, so just a reminder, if you would like to contribute or ask a question or just send in a comment, you can email us at any time at screening in Kingston at gmail com. You can also use the hashtag screening in YGK on social media or just find us on social media. Send us a message. We will ask any questions. We'll talk about anything you'd like to so long as it relates uh, to movies. And then every once in a while, if you ask a funny question, otherwise, we'll answer it.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, I feel like even the weird questions are about film. Usually. But. I'll take anything.
0: Uh, just a couple reminders before we uh, kind of move on to the next topic. Uh, that reel out uh, the queer film festival does open this week in Kingston. There are tons of movies playing at the screening room, as well as some events and screenings at the Isabel Bader Center and I believe the Test Center as well. Um, you can go to reelout.com and get tickets through Ticket Scene. Uh, it's a great like it's, there's an app for it. It's a great online. Everything's twelve dollars. Tickets are twelve dollars, and you can get a festival pass for. $80 um, to see like everything which is an amazing price um, so just a reminder that that's coming up it is running until February 14th so definitely go check out some of those films we will have some reviews next week and also the Kingston Canadian Film Festival made their announcement of their schedule on the weekend so you can go to the Kingston Canadian Film Festival's website and check that out um, look forward to some uh, interviews on screening in Kingston we just got requested to interview some people
1: that's exciting so, maybe we are journalists yeah maybe I don't know I- <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: we're interviewing some of the artists coming into town so that'll be fun so we'll probably roll those interviews out throughout February um, that festival is in March so there's still some time for that as well Great. okay um, so we're going to quickly talk about the Oscars before we review our movie we just wanted to quickly like Mention it on air because we know some people just listen to CFRC. But for a full one hour, was supposed to be a half hour, but we talked for so long, one-hour episode of Screening in Kingston, it is available through the podcast. You can go download it now. That's all about the Oscars. We thought we'd just give very quick, in a nutshell, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you want to quickly run down your general thoughts on the nominations?
1: I would say that I am not particularly surprised. I think my big takeaway is that I think it's – when the Oscars announced that they wanted to introduce that popular movie category, mm-hmm. and then with all of the backlash, they took it away, I think the Best Picture nominations really reflects how they wanted to have the popular movie category.
0: Now, I don't know if we talked about this before or if I mentioned this to you, but the first ever Oscars, it was separated in a similar way.
1: Like in like back in like 1920 or yeah, whatever? Yeah, so the very was. first Oscars, right. like the
0: absolute first one, there were two categories. One was uh, Best uh, Best Picture Right. which was basically the popular movie of the year, and then Best Achievement in Filmmaking.
1: I don't think, like, when you f- phrase it that way, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I like that framing of yeah, it, actually. Yeah, I don't know. There was a ton of backlash about having, like, the popular movie category. Because they
0: called it the popular movie yeah. category. Like, if they, call, if they did it that way, Best Achievement in Filmmaking and Best Picture, you're, like, saying... Here, Best Picture is like the best movie of the year. doesn't matter what it is. And we're now saying the one who achieved the greatest in film, which is a way you could separate the very artsy films from your Black Panthers and your Star yeah. is Borns and your Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: And I think that's why the fact that they didn't do the separation, you can see it yeah. reflected. And then, it's like there. you said, the Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, and A Star is Born compared to the favorite Roma.
0: Black Klansman.
1: Black Klansman. And I wouldn't even – I think – Green Book should be in a popular category as opposed to a clip. Critical, yeah,
0: and I'd even I'd even argue Vice in the popular or the like the best picture not achievement filmmaking category because yeah. I think it kind of transcends that. But again, the Oscars for a long time sort of switched to independent movies to survive. Need our nominations, right. so they almost like forced into that. But I mean, Gladiator won Best Picture. There's been a lot of movies that blockbusters, won, yeah, that were blockbusters that won because they were just really good. And so Black Panther, I understand its nomination. and I kind of get it, but if you want to make room for other really good movies like i i mean i know it's a niche film but the the last avengers movie infinity war is a huge achievement in in creating film and it is an amazing feat and if you're nominating black panther you should nominate that too like it's up there They're, they're they're comparable so you know if you had separated and you have 10 nominations five in each category you'd have room to give those tributes to those films. And then you could nominate some of the smaller, like if Beale Street Could Talk and some of those smaller yeah. movies. Boy Erased, which I never mentioned on the weekend. I completely forgot to, to bring snap. that up. Um hmm?
1: It was a snub.
0: Yeah. You. It was a huge snub for me. And searching as well, which is another like these are smaller movies that I don't think just got their due.
1: Which is I'm surprised Boy Erased didn't have more buzz because it it's kinda it's kind of Oscar Bait.
0: Yeah, and, and um at least Joel Edgerton, I thought, did a fantastic job both directing and and starring as kind of the the creepy weird dude. Like I I felt he did a very good job and and I'm a little surprised he's not nominated.
1: I it's who knows. At the end I think the takeaway for me for the Oscars is I'm just kinda like resigned to the process. I'm kinda <laughs> just like, whatever. They're gonna pick what movies they're gonna pick. And then it's fun to watch the movies and see you know, what your favorites are and whether mm-hmm. or not they'll get picked. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Some of, like, I still haven't seen the favorite. I think I'm seeing it um, this Tuesday mm. or tomorrow. It's t- hard. <laughs> I don't know. Today. <laughs> today. You're
0: seeing it today.
1: Yes. It's <laughs> Time is a social construct. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm thinking I'm seeing the favorite. And I think once I see the favorite, I'll be able to make more educated Oscar guesses. Because right now I'm just kind of going on, um like what my heart's telling me. Like I know yeah, I'm gonna like a, it, yeah. but I haven't seen it yet.
0: It's a big film to to have not, not seen yet.
1: Because it's in so many categories. Yeah. And it's
0: it's the one it's one of the few that I haven't seen yet either. So I'll be checking it out.
1: So that's kinda I'll we'll see. We'll revisit the Oscars. Yeah. I mean we're gonna be talking about the Oscars now until it happens. Yes
0: and and I think you know I'm I'm working on something special for everyone. Ooh. So um little tease.
1: Great. So what are so what are your kind of if you have to summarize your podcast thoughts for our non-podcast listeners <laughs>
0: my, my yeah so my thoughts really in there were you know more or less, I didn't have a lot of hills to die on this time around as I have in previous years. There's a few films and movies that I just felt were snubbed. Um, Sorry to Bother You was one of the big ones that didn't get anything. Boy Erased, which really didn't get anything either. Um, Searching. um, And then other movies that I really enjoyed that just thought, you know, I knew they weren't going to be Oscar. So they're not really snubs. Mm -hmm. But still, I believe, deserve to be mentioned when it comes to best movies of the year, which is um, Love, Simon and – Avengers Infinity War. So I think that for me the biggest takeaway was I think there's a lot that was snubbed. I'm interested to see the favorite because it knocked off a lot of things as well as uh, at Eternity's Gate for Willem Dafoe. Um but otherwise I'm I've done a good job this year. I'm pretty caught up on a on a lot of the the movies. So um yeah, I'm I'm most of my thoughts are are I think pretty much yeah, that's fine. And here's why I think they're heading. And then I I think I had a few thoughts on the weekend where I was you know, ready to argue with someone about it. <laughs> You're going to let know. it. Yeah, yeah. You have lots of time to argue. Oh yeah. there's Because and there's the lots.
1: Oscars are at the end of February. February.
0: Yeah. The last Sunday of February. Um, So yeah.
1: We're just over a month out. Just over
0: a month out. So hopefully next week I'll have some announcement to make of something that we might be I'm doing. I'm excited. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, These weeks have been interesting. So we'll see. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Okay. Um. So let's talk about Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. We both saw that movie. It's playing at the screening room. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: I think I saw one headline that's saying like, oh, this was Oscar bait that didn't get any Oscars, which I think probably summarizes the movie. It was
0: nominated for costume design, I think. Which it
1: deserves. The costume design was phenomenal. For anyone who's interested in costume design or historical costuming, I think they did an absolutely beautiful job. Um and that's kind of what they did the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would describe this movie as a really good HBO movie hmm. or something that you would watch on television that was like pretty well put together.
1: Yeah, like you would kind of be like, – it's like a Saturday afternoon and you're flipping the channels. And yeah, HBO. like
0: the, like the Tudors – Yeah. Um, Television show or Game of Thrones where they're like of a relatively good quality. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because those things exist, I found a lot of flaws in this movie. Like there's also some great cinematography in this movie. Like there's some fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful moments. But I just felt like the story for me just kind of went
1: nowhere. Okay, That's what I felt. I felt like like as a historical period piece based on real people and they're trying to yeah. make claims to historical accuracy. There was no like thesis to the movie. There was like it wasn't making a point. <laughs> yeah, there it was
0: like this weird thing where they were like, we're gonna stick to exactly what happened to the letter. And again, like I brought I brought this up on the weekend and got very upset about this. The problem with telling a story that is 100% based on real life is real life is not as interesting as movies or books. That's why we go to those things. So I felt like they just didn't do anything. Yeah, like there was no thesis They were just no showing point. me things yeah. like
1: this happened yeah. and then this happened. You might
0: as well have watched a documentary. Yeah. Basically. Or like read a,
1: a book. Yeah. And I felt like it was marketed poorly in the sense that it was one of those things where based on the posters and on the the trailers you thought the movie was going to be one thing and then you actually watch another thing so i thought it was going to be even though the title is mary queen of scots i thought that mary and elizabeth were going to get equal screen time and the movie would be about their relationship and about that historical conflict yeah. but instead it ended up largely being about scottish independence
0: and and like to like I, I mean yes it's called mary queen of scots and like saoirse ronan is the focus
1: and she's amazing i know oh,
0: she's great like she, that's the that's the one thing coming out of that movie i was like i would consider her for an oscar nomination yeah. maybe because of all the amazing performers that maybe she wouldn't get in the top five but i definitely but would have considered
1: her compared to lady gaga like oh well, my god
0: i thought lady gaga did a lot better than you and matt did but
1: i know but I thought the performances were good. But again, just kind of like boring.
0: Yeah. Like I I definitely <laughs> – like I agree in the sense of like I think she was the standout. Yes. And to me, again, Lady Gaga was a standout of A Stars Born. So I kind of put them on a similar platform right. where I was like in a movie where I was so-so, I kind of grabbed those two things. and mm-hmm. was like these are really good. So to me – yeah, like Margot Robbie is not in this movie. Like She's a barely. Cameo. I think I think it's like she might have 15 minutes of screen time. Like and, and that might be generous.
1: And on the posters it's the two of yeah, them. Yeah. It's not Which is not
0: it that's not accurate whatsoever. So don't
1: go into the movie thinking no. that it's that's what I thought that it was going to be kind of essentially not to give anything away. They set it up so that you know immediately what's going to happen that opening shot. But the movie so
0: Yeah, it starts at the end and then the end. jumps you to the beginning.
1: I don't know if you agree with me, but I think you know how like the last kind of fifteen years of Mary's life isn't covered. Yes. Like when she gets to England. Yes. That's where the movie should have started. I wanted to see the fifteen years of her in England.
0: I would have liked to have seen something really creative done with a jump back and forth where where half the movie like, you know how sometimes they do that where you're basically seeing those 15 years where she's basically in England for her own safety mm-hmm. and jumping back to how it got there but going yeah. back and forth? That would have been interesting. But they really, like, here's what happens to her at the end. Okay, now we're going to jump to the beginning of her coming back to Scotland for the first time. And then it kind of, like, just goes from there. And you spend, like, almost two hours just in Scotland. Yeah, and with Scottish like, politics. Yeah, with, like, little, little jumps to England but at the same time – and again, it's like it's very – it is very focused on on Saoirse Ronan and and Mary and it was not advertised that way. It was definitely advertised yeah. as like it's about these two and there's a parallel here. Yeah. But there's really no parallel. They have almost – They're very different. They're not only very different. Like they have like – there's almost no reason to have any emotional connection to their relationship whatsoever. But it plays it as if you should.
1: And, like, no emotional connection to Elizabeth. No. Like, I don't care what's going on. And they kind of treated her – like, history – I don't I don't know my Elizabethan history very well. But I understand that Elizabeth was her own kind of force. Like, she was a queen. And they kind of minimized her in the film. And we're kind of like, yeah. oh, the men are going to rule England. Like,
0: going into it, this is probably, like – I don't know where. But I know this story very well. I don't know from – like must be from school or something, but there was not much that happened in this movie that I was surprised at. And I'm not saying that even in a in a bad way. I'm more saying like I knew this story going into it. Yeah. So but again, it didn't it didn't really give me anything new and it didn't really like there was a couple little things where I was like, oh, that's interesting. But not not much. And and the 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 exciting events that happen. So every movie has these, like, beats where something happens. So, like, the big thing that happens to Elizabeth and the several big things that happen to Mary, they were kind of not really that emotionally drawing to me. Like, I didn't really feel – and I was in an audience that was also packed of people. And, like, I – I'm trying to be more self-aware of, like, how audiences react to things because yeah. often when I take people to the movies, their, like, emotional connection to it is so different than mm-hmm. mine that I feel like I'm missing something. So I was trying to, like, scan every once in a while. But everyone was kind of just sitting there. So I feel like no one really – there was no moment where like, oh, poor this person. Like, I think it was more like oh.
1: – It's almost like a movie they would show in high school. Like if they were trying to like you know how teachers are like, instead of showing you a documentary, I'm gonna show you a film about yes, yes. the time period. And you're kinda of like, this movie's kind of boring, but yes. it's more interesting than watching a documentary.
0: And it's it's so interesting because I still really feel like it it's just so comparable to like The Tudors, which was a four season or five season right. TV show. I, I feel like they're they're similar.
1: I think like at the, my like end review would be Maybe skip it right now considering that it's Oscar season and you're going to want to watch the Oscar movies. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a movie that you can like put on hold. It's yeah. not like a pressing movie. Like you said, it's kind of like this is a movie you would flip channels to and you would put on for an afternoon. Yeah. So I don't know. Mine's kind of like a skip it, save it for later, and then stream it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to – my my official review will be stream it. Because I do think that if you watch it at home, and yeah, it's like a Saturday afternoon. You're you're gonna there's aspects of this you're gonna enjoy. If you like history and these types of like these types of like historical dramas, mm-hmm. you'll be fascinated by parts of it. I just think it failed a lot in areas, and I went into it going, I wonder why this was nominated for any Oscars, and, and I came you're out kinda like, oh yeah, that's, that's why, <laughs> why it wasn't nominated. Like the only thing, like yes, costume design was good, and the cinematography I really liked, and then yeah, I thought Saoirse Ronan did a great job.
1: There were some beautiful framing shots, like when she, like Mary, is on the throne and her, like, handmaids are surrounding mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Like, that, there were some really yeah. beautiful shots in the movie. And you're almost like, wow, these are kind of out of place yeah. in this movie. They were so beautiful. Yeah. But,
0: yeah.
1: I was just, I was just like, it's a fine movie. It's okay. Little,
0: just dis- little, like, yeah, I would say a little inconsistent as a movie. But, yeah, if, if you think you're going to like this type of movie, you probably will get some enjoyment out of it.
1: I think I just feel like I was disappointed because the movie was something different than I yeah, thought it totally. would be yeah, I, of yeah I
0: definitely came out of it with a feeling of disappointment, yeah, which is i don't think a good sign, so yeah so i'm good yeah i'm gonna give it a stream it, wait to watch it at home. me too. there you go. two streams it with a you're leaning still towards a skip or put on the shelf or
1: mines a put on the shelf <laughs> put
0: on the shelf it's not really okay, <laughs> fine, stream it and put it on the shelf are the <laughs> Are your official thing. So there you go. That's Mary Queen of Scots. It is playing now at the screening room, but there's tons of movies at the screening room. And of course, Real Out kicks off this weekend. So there's lots of movies to go see. Actually, what's interesting about Real Out is there's um, there's a movie with Natalie Portman in it um, that plays next week. I, we will mention it on next week's show, um, and I will get the name and exactly when it's playing. But I think a lot of people will like that. If you've never been to Real Out, Matt said that's one of the it's a really not good interviews. The one where films.
1: she plays. The celebrity. Is it? No,
0: um, no, it's not that one. It's in more it's an independent movie that oh, she okay. happens to be in. Okay. Um and then there's another one from um, a really pretty well known playwright, Tom Fitzgerald, that he directed and wrote. That's also next week in Real Out. Matt just said to mention those as like if you've never been to Real Out and you have like really and he understands like some people just have no exposure and yeah, no frame of reference frame reference to the LGBTQ community and to queer films and what that means he says those are the best films to go see but we're going to save that for next week cuz we might be reviewing one of them we don't know He's sending – we don't know what screen he's sending. We're screener. getting screeners. Yeah, we're getting screeners. It's like
1: we're Oscar yeah. Academy people. I have no
0: idea what he's picking, but it'll be two films for next week. But we will mention that next week. But look up the schedule. Look for Tom Fitzgerald and Natalie Portman's name. Um, those movies are the ones we're supposed to mention as um, – if you've never been before, you'll enjoy them.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Okay. Um, so now we have uh, lots of time for uh, my absolute favorite segment um, that I have a little intro for. So I'm going to play that. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener. Not a great plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right. It's not a great plan. Where we take a look at headlines in current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline.
1: Sylvester Stallone is still determined to finish the script for his long-planned biopic of Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Not a great plan. I. This is a long-planned thing.
1: Yeah. Apparently, this is his like life's work. Oh, I didn't. I've never heard of this. Working on Off and On, and he originally wanted to play Poe and then realized, oh, I'm probably not a good fit for it. So we wanted Robert Downey Jr. to play him. So, like, he's been thinking about casting. Like, this isn't, like, a one-off, you know what I mean? Like, he's been working on the script actively and thinking about casting. And-
0: Did he have an interesting life? Because, I mean, he's a he's just a writer like not kinda, to say anything thing about writers and poets but like you know th- what did he do he
1: was kind of one of like the original like goths before goths oh, okay. like he was pretty eccentric i think he might have like had a mysterious death
0: there's a musical about him or his stuff something there's some sort of musical called hmm. poe i think
1: so why i think it's a bad idea is if something has to take this much time in order to you know what i mean like yeah. there's like there's something needs to be said about someone's life work and, you know, it needing to be fine-tuned and stuff. But if he's been working on it for as long as you think he's been working on it, maybe there's a reason why it hasn't seen the light of day yet. Also, all of the scripts he's written have been action as far as I know. Like I think he's responsible for one of the Rockies and yeah. one of the Rambos.
0: Yeah, and and I mean people, people can branch out, but I agree that like if something keeps getting put on the shelf – that's like a biopic or this type of movie there's usually a reason for that and
1: kind of like a weird yeah
0: like specific. often like action movies or bigger movies get put on the shelf because of technology restraints this is different
1: I also like maybe just to be bi- biased but like Stallone like writing like a serious biopic I just <laughs> don't see it I, but I don't I'm not very familiar with his body of work, so I don't know if his screenplays are good or not.
0: But maybe there are people out there who are, who are like, I wake up every morning wondering more and more about Edgar Allan Poe.
1: And I need the biopic.
0: And I need the movie. Yeah, like, I'm not one of those people. But maybe they exist out there. I don't
1: know. Maybe, you know, he's probably, he must be some people's favorite author. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> <guess so>. that's.
0: <laughs> okay, let's, let's get the next headline.
1: Michael Jackson's family decries Leaving Neverland documentary calling it a public lynching.
0: Not a great plan. I have not seen this documentary.
1: So this actually just played at Sundance. Okay. Um it's an HBO produced documentary. I believe it's 4 hours long and it details uh the stories of two um two they're old they're obviously adults now. So two adults who claim that Michael Jackson molested them. Right. Um, and it kind of goes into detail, and the documentary kind of hinges on their testimony. But the family, uh, like the Jackson family, says that, you know, it's poor journalism. How can you make a four-hour documentary based on the account of two people Mm -hmm. who um, they describe them as perjurers, so, like, people who've lied under oath because Mm. I believe that these two people actually testified in court saying that they weren't molested. Um, So, anyways, it's like... Not a great plan because <laughs> it's just very messy. Yeah, like,
0: definitely messy. Um,
1: For the family to – I mean, the Jackson family is obviously allowed to – like, that's their loved one. You know what I mean? So they feel that his story has been misrepresented. Yeah. But if harm has been committed, yeah, which, like, there's a lot of evidence yeah. that there has been harm committed, you know, their history is not going to treat the Jackson family well, essentially, if they're – Kind of, you know what I mean? If they're yeah. harboring Michael's memory in this way, I'm interested to see it. I remember watching um, in the 2000s the documentary made, I don't know if it was the BBC, but it was a British journalist who lived with Michael Jackson at Neverland. Um, and it was like a, it might have been HBO because it was multiple episodes. Mm. And that was very interesting, kind of seeing behind the veil. At the very least, Michael Jackson was a very eccentric
0: Yeah. Individual. Yeah. It's <laughs> tough because you're never – I mean, Michael Jackson – like, let's just be clear here. Michael Jackson's dead. So, frankly, it's hard anyway because when – like, we're trying, I think, really hard in a good way to create a culture where we no longer shut victims up. Like, when someone feels that they – have been victimized in any way they should be heard and i think that's the culture we're trying mm-hmm. to create where in before it wouldn't um and then there's also something to be said for the side of someone has the right to face their accuser yeah. and defend themselves if they feel they're being wrongly represented which clearly the family feels that way mm-hmm. so it's tough because you want you want to believe a a victim and you want to believe that someone wouldn't have any reason to lie however people always have reasons to lie on both sides both sides have a reason to lie yeah both sides have a reason to to you know or maybe not even lie but necessarily like you know this is a case of he he said she said which which is tough which is tough because one because one of the people involved is no longer alive
1: it's like the Whitney Houston documentary that came out um I think it came out in 2018, and it revealed in the documentary that she was molested by one of her cousins. But both Whitney Houston and the cousin have passed away. So the Houston family or the family of the cousin who did the molestation, they were really upset Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. said, you know, he's not alive to defend himself. Whitney Houston is not alive, and she never publicly said anything. So I don't know. Like, That is is tough. It's tough. And is it salacious to, like— you I know? mean people think Michael Jackson's a weirdo. And
0: yeah. But I get it though. Like I understand that if if you're if if you're in a position where something happened to you when you were younger and only now you feel the culture's changing where you can bring you it up. You want to tell the truth. You want to tell the truth. So like I kinda get it. And that's why that's why this is hard because like I don't think either of us are in a position to say anything about who's yeah, telling no. the truth or anything. But I, I understand no why it's in this segment because it's so messy mm-hmm. that on both sides part of you is like maybe this will never go away maybe this will be one of those unanswered questions that kind of haunts both sides for a long time and that you know that sucks too because if like in the scenario in both cases if something happened you want to try to find that closure and i feel like for these two maybe they never will which which is yeah. can be that's heartbreaking
1: it's It'll be something I'll, I'm interested in seeing it. It might be one of those things where I'll, I'll have to stream it on the HBO platform. Yeah, um, I I, I
0: want to definitely see it before I knowing, make any judgment. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, definitely. I, well, not that
1: I'm in a position to no, make no, a judgment no. call, no. but, but I, we all
0: do. Like that. that's why you know you hope. In the representation of us and everyone who's listening, like my hope is that everyone will always do their research mm-hmm. and do their due diligence before judging. That does not happen for most people, but I know you and I are that type mm-hmm. where we hear this, we have our opinions now, but now we're gonna go look into it, yeah, because, when they, it because it's airs interesting. Or yeah, whatever, absolutely. Because so. it's coming out this year, I think.
1: Well, it played at Sundance. Okay, so, yeah, so it, it must will be. be. Yeah,
0: it, it'll come to HBO. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next headline.
1: A star is born is real. Bradley Cooper singing with Lady Gaga on stage in Las Vegas.
0: Not a great plan. <sighs> Fine, whatever.
1: I just wish that this would die.
0: Yeah, just Like I'm so Whatever.
1: Bradley Cooper is not a singer, he's an actor. I'm not that they can't do multiple things, but you know what I mean? Like
0: I have nothing to say about this because I'm sure there are lots of people who who literally cried over this, so I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah. But good for Lady Gaga for yeah. having a Vegas show. Sure. Yeah. Why was Bradley Cooper even in Vegas?
0: That's a good question, actually. It's not that far from Hollywood, but it is. Like, I mean, you have to. It's hmm, you know, weird
1: what, that he like. What was he doing there? Lady Gaga's like, come on up, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's sing.
0: It would they, be funny if he was actually literally just passing through and had no intention to do anything. and was just literally well, like it just happened. I
1: didn't watch the footage, but the article said that, like, it's very evident that he's not like a musical performer. And that, like, compared to Lady Gaga, he seems like really shy. Well, yeah, because that's not his thing. They sang "Shallow" like from the movie, right. um, but yeah. So there you go. There the you go. The Star is Born legacy lives on.
0: For those of you who love Star is Born, who listen, you're I'm sure you're happy.
1: Yes, you can and probably find. And we're happy. You're happy. Exactly.
0: Next headline. <laughs> I don't De- know why that. <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> headline. <laughs>
1: Detective Pikachu. Pikachu.
0: No, it's what punny. It's okay, a pun. All right
1: detective pika two number two is already in the works
0: not a great plan what (laughs) no (laughs) No.
1: the first one hasn't even come out yet. yeah
0: and like it had one good trailer and i laughed but like that's it the movie hasn't come out yet no
1: so i guess they um the studio is banking on the fact that
0: of course they are (laughs)
1: pokemon is such like a like it will draw no matter what like you know like a like children's culture, you know, the kids will go see it even though they don't care. You know what? You well, know what I'm do trying kids to describe? like
0: Pokemon a lot right now? Because I do you I, think
1: the movies for adults?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, Pokemon was huge, and I remember seeing the movie in theaters, like the the, the first movie. Um,
1: That's kind of what I was thinking. The studio is banking on that kind yeah. of. But you're right. Like, I don't know if kids. I'm viewers it's probably obvious from when you listen to me i don't hang out a lot with young people i don't know like what like i guess it's like people our age are gonna go see detective pikachu i don't know i don't know based on the based on the trailer it doesn't really even really seem like a children's movie no it's kind of dark so i don't don't know know who they're banking on seeing detective pikachu um ryan reynolds is the voice of pikachu yes um the other actor i don't know
0: he was in something that i i literally can see his face and in that movie and i can't name that movie but he was he's been in he's he's younger like he's been in a couple oh the Jurassic park movie that just came out that's it he played one of the like other young scientists they like dragged along in
1: my opinion he's a no name
0: oh yeah no he he (laughs) just started out like he's he's one of those like in a couple years he might be an up and coming actor like he's just starting to get roles
1: i don't even know if we needed detective pikachu one
0: i'm i'm curious and i'm intrigued enough to want to go see it from the one trailer i saw but that's I about always i
1: think know. it's so mm-hmm. ballsy when the first movie hasn't even come out and they've green lit
0: yeah and, and that's one. a huge mistake like the dc movie universe made with um you know after uh after they they had batman v superman they had already green lit a Justice League movie for like two years later and the critical and, and uh, critic response was really bad and the audience response was really mixed to that movie so they kind of got stuck I with get a that, bunch of movies
1: I get that you need to like sign contracts yeah. you know like you need to retain yeah. star power and stuff oh yeah, and but rights. oh my gosh please just make the first movie oh yeah, first. I would
0: I would definitely <laughs> be the producer waiting like let's just wait till at least close to opening weekend like I could see with because they do tracking and stuff yeah. you're tracking it and you're like ticket sales are going really well then you could start the process of greenlighting things. But, yeah, I think it's too early. And
1: it doesn't come out until, like, May. Yeah, so, crazy.
0: Okay, next headline.
1: Netflix is reanimating Resident Evil as a TV series. Also, that's also a pun. <laughs> Punny headlines today.
0: Not a great plan. I wasn't sure if that was the end of the headline or not. Because you kept going. So, <laughs> so, I don't know how that's going to turn um, out in the end. Um, because
1: reanimating the movies about Resident Evil zombies.
0: Reanimating Sorry. because yeah. it wasn't animated,
1: but so reanimating in the sense that the TV series is going to be animated, I believe, oh, but so, also oh, like the oh. reanimation of a dead body. I see, so it works ah, both ways. It's I see what you're saying,
0: that's why you were laughing. Okay, um,
1: <laughs> I didn't get that the first yeah. time I read the article.
0: <laughs> yeah, another thing I just don't think we need,
1: and on top of it, the producers or the people who own. Resident Evil, the movie franchise, they're also in talks to reboot the film franchise. So not only are we going to have a Netflix TV series Resident Evil, we're going to have like, a reboot of the movie you franchise. Why do reboot
0: something that just ended, like, not even two, three years ago? Like, the last movie, which did poorly, came out, I think, three years ago. It's like them talking about rebooting Transformers. Like, can't we have a rest?
1: Also, it's not like even, in my opinion, it's not a re- reboot. It's just a continuation yeah. <laughs> of the existing universe but I don't know I'm. you know gonna... what I would
0: actually like to see a reboot of I'm just gonna throw this out there and it's not gonna be a popular opinion but we have time so I'm gonna do it I would like to see them do a reboot of Harry Potter but as a television show on each HBO so they could put everything in the books that they couldn't squeeze into the like movies the adult, and like just the
1: more adult content yeah
0: and, and really like with the technology that that we have now, and the way that the television is Special like Harry, the first Harry Potter movie came out in like what two thousand? It was I've, a long time ago.
1: I've heard that people really don't like the kids' performances. Yeah, they I mean, want well, they're like... children.
0: Like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> but
1: there, but there are good child performers. Oh,
0: absolutely. Like, I feel like if you rebooted Harry Potter, but you did it as a TV show, like almost every book could be a season. Yeah. in which you would have it's HBO, so maybe ten episodes. So basically, you have ten hours mm-hmm. to tell a book, which would be. Would be good and useful. And you could even do the Game of Thrones things, where each season isn't necessarily the same length. Yeah, like you could literally have someone who's again really good. You need someone really good, not J.K. Rowling. You need someone really good. Yeah, to come in and work with J.K. Rowling and go, okay, I'm gonna make season one is ten episodes, season two is ten episodes, but then the books start to get bigger. I think by the fourth or something, yeah. then it's fifteen or it's thirteen or it's something. But really, like. Put everything that they can from the books into it, so it feels more full. I'd like to see that. That'd be kind of. I mean,
1: cool. they've made uh, *Lion*, *The Witch*, and *The Wardrobe*. There's been multiple adaptations. Yeah. of Yeah. Why
0: can't *Harry Potter* be the next that? I, I think it. I think like if you started now in a couple years, you'd get it, and it would be time for a, a reboot of that.
1: And but... people love it so much. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's lots. It would, would draw. Love
1: it. it would be a draw, yeah. but.
0: Anyway, that's that's my idea. Write in if you think that that's a good idea, <laughs> or, or tell <laughs>
1: us what we always um poo-poo reboots and remakes and sequels. We're kind of anti that on the show. But write it and tell us what media you wish they did a reboot of. Like if they could remake like your favorite movie or maybe it's a great story, but they did it really poorly. Tell us what you think is a good reboot. You just
0: also gave me an idea for a segment that we might start on this show because of that.
1: Well, put a pin in it.
0: Yes, I'm going to put a pin in it. But <laughs> yes, everyone, please write in if there's something you think is it's time to reboot something or that was something that was a movie you'd like to see as a TV show or vice versa.
1: Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation because I'm very negative reboot. And yeah. my next headline is the reason why. Let's hear it. The CW, Mad with Power, orders pilots for a Lost Boy series, spinoffs of Riverdale and Jane the Virgin.
0: Not a great plan. So – Jane the Virgin I could get because it was actually, like, a really well put together TV show. Like, it's not it's not my thing and it's not really, like, what I watch. But every episode of that I've seen I, I've actually really enjoyed. So I understand the, like, need for that because it actually was rel- – I thought it was relatively well put together. Right. Um Yeah, the (laughs) Riverdale.
1: (laughs) I'm mad about the Lost Boys series. Yeah, I mean the
0: Lost Boys. Yeah, I know. I was working backwards, but let's talk about Lost Boys.
1: Um, Well, I'm mad about Lost Boys because I think it's a really great movie, and I always feel like I don't trust people to handle my loved my my most prized possessions with care.
0: Yeah, because probably because you've been burned in the past. Yeah, exactly.
1: And um, yeah, so I don't. I don't know. And it sounds like the TV show is really just going to be the movie. Oh,
0: well, yeah. If you're not going to add anything new You know, to it.
1: it's, like, takes place in the 80s in the same town, and there's vampires. And the brothers are going to try to resist the vampires, which is literally the premise of the movie. So, I mean, I love things that take place in the 80s, and if they do it well and with nostalgia, like how they're doing stranger things. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. But I think, oh my gosh, just give me a new vampire story. Yeah. Also, yeah. Anne Rice. Sorry, not just real quick. Anne Rice is um, in the process of relaunching her vampire stories as television, mm-hmm. so they're going to have to compete with that. Yeah. Um, anyways, like I have yeah. a lot of angst. No, I
0: and I, I I can I can understand that. Like I'm not that familiar with with Lost Boys, but um, you know, but from what it sounds like, like I I get what you're saying about. You know what's there to add to it. What are you going to add to it, and would add adding to it? On hurt its own. it, yeah, it's good on its own. Like I feel like a spin off thing, you know, is somewhat safer, where it's like it's kind of in the same world, but not really. And that's that's kind of why like the Jane the Virgin thing makes me go, well, well that's kind of interesting because like if it was about, I was just having this conversation with someone about Rogelio is my favorite character, um, which is her father, um, basically in 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 the TV show, and he's he's such an uh, Absurd character, but so interesting and funny that like learning about his life and how he grew up and what he was like like that might be interesting. But again, it, you have to have the right writers.
1: Spinoff is about I've never seen Jane the Virgin. Okay, and I did like a kind of a quick read of the article, but it sounds like is she, is she an author? Yeah. And okay, the spinoffs are going to be about each episode is a book she's written. Oh, never mind. Or something like. <laughs> correct mind, me if like I'm that. wrong. It's like a really weird. <laughs> I remember reading it and being like, I don't understand. No, like that. Premise. Never
0: mind. But I thought maybe they were going to take characters and do something with like that. Okay. No, no it's I'm about her interested. being an author. Oh, okay.
1: So, well, there you go. There you go. Um, everything and, I
0: just said can literally be erased from this show because and this is why I just went on a tangent spin-offs for no reason. And
1: reboots <laughs> and everything are so dangerous, or, you know, so I think fans know what they like about the shows. And I sometimes feel like show creators don't really understand what the fans like. Yeah, no, and they, then, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Totally. And they kind of yeah. do yeah. weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they, you know they they. <laughs> They do this all the time where they're like, oh, here's this character. He has a leather jacket. You know what people want to know? How he got that leather jacket. And then the next movie is just how he got the leather jacket. And, and then the movie after is a spin off of where the leather jacket came from and what company it was built in. Yeah. which And, is we, were, not what and people, we cared about
1: the baseball cap. Yeah. We cared
0: about the baseball cap. but <laughs> we cared about like literally anything else. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, anyways cw they are mad with power yes they are i understand
0: okay i understand this a lot more now you should have stopped me when i was going on my rant <laughs>
1: well i've never seen the show so i don't oh. know i don't know
0: you didn't know? okay well anyway rogelio is great okay moving on next headline
1: all right this is our last headline oh all right so elgin john makes bold prediction that shallow will win oscar for best original song
0: not a great plan Yeah, so I don't agree with that, but I I could see it happening.
1: What are the other – do you know, real quick, maybe look up, what are the other songs for for this category? I don't think – shoot me, people who love A Star Is Born. I don't think it's a very good song. I hate when it comes on in the grocery store.
0: Yeah, so Shallow, um, we've got When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs, which is from –
1: Cohen uh, brother movie. Yes,
0: Ballad of Buster Sug, which uh, I recommend because there is a chicken who does math in it. <laughs> um, the Place Where Lost Things Go, which is from Mary Poppins. Mm. Um, All the Stars, which I'm not too sure. It doesn't say which movie that one's from. Um, but it's Kendrick Lamar who wrote that one. Um, oh. And oh, I'll Fight, Black- Diane Warren. I
1: think that's Black Klansman.
0: Oh, Black Klansman. Okay. The other Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All the Stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I, I just... I think I said this in the podcast like this is probably the category where I could see them getting their thing.
1: I think they will win because they they get to everyone performs their songs, right? So Lady Gaga's going oh, right. to do her That's thing. True. Yeah. I love this is one of my favorite parts of the Oscars is seeing the live performances of the songs. Um
0: That's usually when I go get more snacks.
1: <laughs> Cuz you're not a music guy. Um so I don't know. I think she will win She's talented. She won Best Song for the Golden Globes, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think, again, I I think this might be the category where they win for Best Song because they might not win anywhere else. Like Lady Gaga might still win, but I think her category is getting more and more um, interest from some of the other actors nominated. So, yeah, I I could see it happening. Again, I don't agree, but I could see it.
1: The only thing I think her toughest competition will be the Mary Poppins song. Because everyone loves... Oh, her. and that's
0: the... I think that's the heartfelt one, right? Like, that's, like, the emotional one.
1: I haven't seen the new Mary Poppins. Does... uh? Yes, it is. Does she do her own singing?
0: Yeah, she does.
1: So she'll get to do a nice little... Oscar performance yeah, there. Yeah, that'll be good. She's
0: a Well, there we go. That brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope everyone uh, enjoyed it. Again, as a reminder, next week we're going to be talking about Reel out. Uh, It opens uh, this weekend here in Kingston. And go check out the Kingston Canadian Film Festival's lineup uh, available on their website.
1: Wonderful. Go see some movies.